Good afternoon and welcome to the Sitka Nature Show. This is your host, Matt. I want to thank you for joining me here in the second weekend of August 2023. Definitely feeling like a time of transition from this late summer to maybe early fall. A little bit of a fall-like system that moved through this weekend, bringing uh, much rain to Sitka and I think elsewhere in southeast Alaska as well. It is a time when birds are moving south and you never know what might show up uh, wandering a little bit. I'd love to hear it. If you're seeing anything unusual out there, please feel free to send me an email, sitkanature at gmail.com, or you can get on Facebook and like the Sitka Nature page there. The conversation I have for this week's show is one I recorded this past week with local adventurer and videographer Starling Birch. I first became aware of him through his YouTube channel, which you can find by searching for Starling Birch on YouTube. I enjoyed watching his videos of his attempts, some successful, some less so, to climb various peaks and mountains around Sitka. And he has videos from other places as well, although the Sitka ones were what caught my attention. I definitely recommend checking those out if you have a chance. We'll go ahead and join the conversation with him describing his time in Alaska and Sitka, and we'll go from there. I have spent uh, some time in Sitka over the, uh, it's really been about 10 years uh, that I've been in and out of Sitka and have been getting out in the mountains. And I have kind of two demons and one is uh, the video camera and the other is uh, just mountains. And those two things have been owning me for my entire life and they finally sort of came a little closer together in Sitka and I just sort of gave up and I'm like, well, I'm just going to do both and be uh, in the mountains filming. So yeah, I've been in Alaska for a total of uh, about 15 years at this point and have spent about, yeah, half of that time in in Sitka on, on rainy Baranoff Island, uh, wrestling through the uh, wrestling <laughs> through the uh, the thick, spiky rainforest, and uh, struggling my way up uh, up mountains. Yes, when, when <laughs> sometimes I describe it as suffering my way up the hill, and uh, yeah, <laughs> that's a good description. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I first I guess came to know of you because you were you'd post a video and posted probably on Sitka Chatters. That's where I first saw it, and I, I appreciated that more than one occasion your videos. Uh, uh, embraced the the sort of challenging aspects of s- some of our routes, including not quite making it where you're trying to go, and and the oops, I went into the brush fields instead of on the, on the regular route. <laughs> yeah, no, that's and that's um, I guess what I what I always want to sort of share with people, and I'm thinking of people back home because I'm originally from the Midwest. Like I'm just you know out here on this Alaskan adventure. I was always like, how can I how can I share uh, this adventure with people who will, you know, may not ever be able to come up here. And I always thought that it was very important to demonstrate the value of that great view on top by showing how terrible it was <laughs> trying to get there. <laughs> just, just just like any drama or any story, uh, the value of that um, of that uh, epic ending, if it is a win where you're standing on top of the mountain, the, the value only increases when you... Uh, are pretty much dragged through the mud and over the sharp rocks on your way to get there. Yeah. Uh, so I thought that was always a great – I always thought that's what people wanted to see too. I'm like, I don't know if they want to see me just like having fun up there. I think they want to see uh, – I think they want to see someone suffering so they could sit on their couch and be like, oh, that's that's great. It's not me. You know? Yeah. There was a couple of uh, – maybe you did two videos uh, going up Bear Mountain and 
I, I can't remember. I, I feel like you did one where you ended up just turning around because you ended up in just like hellacious brush, and it was just like, no, that's not not happening. Uh, there have been a couple, yeah. There have been a couple of like straight up like fail videos where I, I couldn't quite reach the summit. But then uh, is there was actually one um, I did uh, when I was trying to climb North Sister where I, yeah I failed miserably, got cliffed out. I didn't know where I was going. I ran out of time and morale, and it was like a week later that I went back and was able to you know kind of stand on the shoulders of that previous hike and figure it out but then i had all the footage of course so i was able to make it i feel like an even i feel like it's an even better story if you, you know, have that initial fail and uh and then show that you're you know going to go back and try it again but i think yeah bear if you're referring to that video i think i only did one a bear but that one i absolutely didn't make it to the top and you know never never really made it to the top <laughs> never made it to the top in in a video at least and i kind of like just the kind of a um just like a little dark sort of ending where you're standing there like 100 feet below the summit can't get up because uh, it's too icy and and scary yeah i remember that i couldn't remember if it ended up being split into two and you made two attempts or not but but i remember the the brush part and then i remember yeah you're getting up near the top and and you went the way i have usually gone up but i go up in the summertime usually late summer when all that snow snow is gone and you kind of went up to the left and uh got into and this other thing that's interesting is i know that you're up there holding a camera at the same time as you're trying to climb and you can hear that you're a little nervous (laughs) in your commentary you know that this is a little bit sketchy you know this thin ice over rock and well that ice hole obviously did you made it back we wouldn't be seeing the video if it didn't i suppose so there's always that reassurance for the viewer but like there's a little bit of that feeling of this is not maybe the safest thing i could be doing in this moment yeah and i think that's uh i mean that's absolutely yes how i feel i'm not i'm not acting (laughs) at that point but i'm trying to do my best to communicate those feelings to the camera because i i do think that again it just sort of increases the value of what you're watching, um, and and at heart, I don't feel the I don't feel like I'm this this you know this person who's just really good at at uh, being in these exposed scary scenarios. I feel like I'm just some some kid from the Midwest who's still trying to like uh, prove myself and tough and toughen myself up by uh, by uh, by going on these adventures. And I honestly often don't really feel like I belong up there and I just kind of want to go home because it's intense. <laughs> and so I try and I, I just try and be as transparent as I can because I think it's, um, oh, it's just, it's just kind of fun to, I mean, I, it's kind of fun to like, I think to see the, see the drama of it. And I also think that, you know, there's so many social media posts where people are standing on top of these epic mountains and you just see this like beautiful shot. And I think the initial reaction from most people is, oh, I want to do that. I want to be there. And I think that it's not it's not wrong to feel that way. But I think it was it was only fair, uh, again, to just like show how terrible it can be to get there. And if, uh, you know, if I'm shedding tears on the mountain, and can't make it to the top uh, for that epic picture. I think that that's uh, I don't know. I just enjoyed sort of uh, showing that to people and be like, hey, I'm just. I'm just like you, except I'm, I'm, I'm dumb enough to come all the way up here. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you can safely enjoy my suffering uh, from your couch or wherever you're, you're watching this. And I will, uh, for whatever reason, exercise my demons. will keep doing this and try and, uh, try and show you more so the pain uh, and the discomfort than, than, the, uh, than the easy stuff. Yeah, I guess 
for me, watching them, I mean, I've been, I, I certainly haven't been all the places that you've been, uh, around here even. I've been some of them, enough of them to know, like, what some of that stuff feels like. Well, I, yeah, I'd, <laughs> yeah, I'd say you've been to more places yeah. than, than, well, than I've been. Well, not the mountaintops. Uh, yeah, those ones, I, I'm... I don't like to be scared, I guess, and I'm a little nervous. Like even just going up Bear Mountain, uh, there's that rock is so rotten, it's just fractured and crumbly, and and I know people that are just like, oh, yep, 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 yep and there they go, and I'm like, mm, that's yeah, it starts to get exposed. I'm not sure if the rock's going to hold, and so I'm a little more conservative uh, than. And I have been some places that, in hindsight, were probably poor choices. <laughs> yeah. uh, a couple of times, you know, taking some routes. Probably the worst one I ever did was. Unsurprisingly, perhaps, when I was in my early 20s and uh, my brother and I decided we'd hike from uh, Indian River over into Catlian. And so that saddle that's just to the Stargavin side of the North Sister there, we just went up and over that. It was so bad getting down the other side that I kind of forgot how bad it was getting up. And then later talking to some folks that went up that way and over to Stargavin, they're like, yeah, that's pretty bad getting up there. <laughs> it was just like steep and brushy. And if you look, it's bunches of avalanche shoots and there's a few fingers of trees, but... There'd be a lot of brush and ravines and stuff, which is kind of in my memory, but it's, it's been a long time. But going down the other side, like this is back in the days before we didn't have cell phones with like, uh, I don't even, we didn't even have GPS. We did have a, you, you a had topo a map, map. A yeah. map and a compass? <laughs> yeah, didn't even use a compass. Uh, it was a nice day. The clouds were high, so we could see. But there was, going down, there was this, we could see this, this finger, this spot of trees where it was less deep. And on the map, it was clearly like the contour lines were further apart, so it wasn't as steep. And we thought, oh, well, we'll go over there. But right above that was bare rock. <laughs> and so we weren't going on the bare rock. So we started down where we could and thought, well, we'll just angle that way. But once you start down, you're just like, you're kind of going where you can go. And that's what we did. And, and it was kind of, you know, I always feel like it's not 100% true that you can go back up something that you've gone down. But mostly, for most of us, it's easier to go up than it is down. So if you've gone down something, there's a pretty good chance that you can get back up it without too much trouble so i always had that in the back of my mind and then we were going down and it was brushy and i was glad that it was brushy because that was the only thing that was keeping it from being a cliff and i remember at one point walking along probably a ledge that was maybe a foot wide but it was dry there was no water but it was all just bare rock from where water would be running down during snow melt or heavy rain or something I remember a time looking, feeling like I was looking straight down and seeing the valley bottom like right below me, but 800 feet down, you know. So it's like this super steep thing. One place we even had to like drop from an alder down about a foot <laughs> to the next little ledge. And and it was just like, you know, the further you go, the more you hope that you don't have to go back up. And you're just like, please let this go through. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> and we finally made it down to the bottom. And then the easy, the valley was an easy walk out. But, you know, might have got a little lucky that we could make it down that, and um, and we did make it down it. Uh, the, the, we had a dog with us, and the, I was like, "Dog, you're on your own." She she figured out a way. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> through you know, she would run around. There was a couple places we went down that she couldn't, but you know, of course, she's low and can get through the brush and stuff a little easier. But yeah, I was glad we didn't have to go back up that. And I think if I were to do that again, I would go down the ridge further and go into the forest. But you know, it seemed like a good idea at the time. It took us. I think probably two or three hours to go about a quarter mile of distance. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because it was just working our, picking our way down. Oh, it's so brutal. Yeah. It's so demoralizing. <laughs> yeah. It just really makes you realize how uh, 
domesticated you are yeah <laughs> when you yeah. try and move through that wild <laughs> stuff and you're like oh my gosh like i'm so like just softened by sidewalks and uh yeah so know, much like, easier and trails even i mean if yeah, you have a trail. nice trail system here it's a good good place to get started but some of those times and i mean you mentioned your north sister video and if people are interested all these videos are on youtube you can just go to uh, search for starling birch yep and you pull up these videos but the I've been most of the way up North Sister. I was up there by myself. Didn't never had been up there. Didn't know if it went. It started getting pretty steep going up that ridge. And I was like, I don't know if this gets worse or better. And nobody knows where I am. My parents were out of town. I was, you know, they were on vacation south. And again, no phones, no nothing. And I was like, nobody would even look for me for two weeks if, if something right. happened to me. No, and they'd have no idea where to look because I didn't tell anybody, you know, doing those kind of cardinal mistakes of not letting people know where you're going. So I decided uh, it was better to just turn around at that point, and And I did. Uh, and that was as far as I ever, I never made it back that far even. But then seeing your video and... I don't know. That one, I remember feeling a little bit of like, uh, you know, the internal like, whoa, vertigo kind of feeling because it's it's a narrow ridge to start with when you get up there. But then you have this wide angle camera that you're holding above your head and it makes it look like it's just like yeah. literally knife edge and you're barely on it, which yeah. maybe you were. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it was it was um, like the camera, the GoPro is a great camera to make something uh, that that is scary look even scarier <laughs> yeah. know, if you hold it nice and high above your head. But I guess the truth of it is that when I had been up there, uh, I, I, when I first like I had one, I had two attempts in that one video, and I the first attempt was unsuccessful. And by the time I had another weather window, uh, during the uh, time in between those weather windows, there had snow accumulated, and so yeah. I was on this really like it was only a couple inches of snow, so it wasn't much snow to be able to get any purchase in. It just kind of made the, the rocks slippery. And then it made some of the rocks, like I couldn't really see them because, of course, on those ridges, there's all sorts of loose rocks. So it was like, it was like just like ankle spraining depth of, of snow. And so it was actually, although, I mean, and it is steep. I don't want to say it's not steep. But when you cover it with snow, it doesn't matter if even if it was uh, not that steep. You you'd be going for a, a long slide, and it would most likely result in your you know in your severe injury or death. Yeah. So, but of course, yes, as you mentioned, um, it's important to remember that you know a, you know it's a four hour or you know whatever however long I spent on that ridge, like uh, you know at least a couple hours, and you know I'm just selecting the the. The most intense looking moments. I'm going to pick the <laughs> the angles that look the steepest, and I'm just trying to cut something together that actually is. I mean, I think of it as just trying to be entertaining, you know. Because right. hiking, I don't find to be, um, you know, as I'm doing it, entertaining at all, <laughs> you know, for someone to watch. So I'm just like trying to get those highlights and uh, and put them on there. And yeah, you know, if I take the GoPro and put it on a pole and hold it up above my head, well, now the ridge is standing out. It's going to look even steeper. And I just I just think that's what people want. So yeah. that's what I'm, without being uh, dishonest about it, I'm just like, this is a, this is definitely, um, I mean, you know, we're, we're in a scenario where uh, death is an option if we, if we screw up. And, you know, so I think that uh, trying to, trying to pre- present that both with my description <laughs> as I'm up there like crying about it and uh, you know holding the GoPro nice and high to show there's uh, the sheer edges is uh, is important part of it yeah I, well you know it is interesting I think about this sometimes with photography and and you know digital photography it's so easy to 
you know, shift colors or, or do things, boost contrast and that. And you could do that a little bit with film, but not in the same way. And I kind of wonder, you know, everybody comes to their own sort of sense of what's okay <laughs> for that in terms of art and, and representing an experience. And you can, you know, looking at a page or watching a video, you can never capture the full 3D feeling of being there. Like, that's just absent. That's You don't have the, the tactile sense. You know, you don't. You get a bit of the sound, but the air moving through. And, and so you can get a little bit of that, the, the, the actual, like, 3D depth of the, of the thing. And so in some ways, I think that, you know, the accentuation of the, of the, Appearance based on the wide angle of the GoPro and making it look steeper than strictly speaking it is. Right. You're giving a flavor of no, but actually when you're there and you're actually in mortal peril if you go down, because there's a long ways down that front face. People look from town and the North Sisters, the one on the left of the three sisters back there behind Indian River Valley, that front face is not something that I think. I don't know, maybe there's somebody that could climb up it, but probably not too many. Uh, it's pretty steep and, uh, I'm sure crumbly. Yeah, no, I'm sure it's not good rock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> everything around here seems to be uh, crumbly until you get further south on the island. But but that feeling there, you can't really of, of being there. You, you know, in some ways, the intensity that's boosted through the lens choices and and that sort of thing is a way of of trying to substitute, you know, the the fuller experience and give a little more sense of the intensity of of what it was like to be there in that moment. Absolutely, yeah. I think that no, and you're 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 correct in in that like you know you're. I feel it happens all the time where you're trying to take a picture to show how steep something is, and it just doesn't right. it doesn't come across. <laughs> and I've struggled with that a lot just with photography. And then uh, what I realized with video is that unless I'm getting like, you know, have the drone in the air and it's just a really beautiful shot that kind of says it all. I'm usually capturing a number of different angles and a number of different um, like just just snippets from this whole journey. And I think what happens is that is that you can't really just look at one portion of the video and get a full sense of what's going on what happens is that all of those um all those images moving images in this case come together and then you're it, what that does is the viewer sees it all and interprets it and then there is a another image say if it was two images you know that i capture there's a third image that appears in the viewer's head hmm. and that is i think that's the idea uh, is that if you show all of this uh all of this content and kind of stack it together and then accelerate it uh, through editing and then, you know, add some music and you're, you're really creating more of a, an image that doesn't, I don't think the video itself actually has. I think it's just sort of like instructions for the viewer to then create like that scenario, uh, more accurately. I mean, maybe it's, I don't know if it's more accurately or not, but they're creating a, uh, a, another image in their head of, of what that, the, what that hike is or what that climb is or whatever it is that, uh, you cut together. So I think that's, that's the idea in my mind. So it is when you talk about like, you know, just like accentuating the, or like, you know, not being able to be there and not being able to like feel the rock or, you know, uh, you know, experience like how cold it is and, uh, and, and really feel that exposure and all those elements, all those like threats that you're feeling when you're out there, you know, whether it's even like, you know, you just add into that scenario, like, you know, like the, the threat of like, oh, a bear could get me on the way down or, or whatever it is, you know, there's, there's weather rolling in and I don't know if it's going to get, uh, 
if it's going to start raining and I have to come back down, you know, on wet rock. I think all of that that you're experiencing out there is very, yeah, like you said, it's very hard to communicate. And I, I, I just try and do my best with the um, with how I cut the videos together. And then, you know, of course, music is emotional manipulation. So you try and throw yeah. something else on there. I'm just trying to give uh, – I'm just trying to create something that is entertaining. And I think it'd be – it's tough to get people who – and even, I guess, anyone to really watch just a hiking video. So I right. guess that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. I mean, if you you could you could imagine the sort of alternate uh, cut of, of, well, okay, four hours of walking slowly uphill. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nothing Live. much going up. Yeah, <laughs> going on. And that's a lot of, I mean, there is an aspect of that. And I think uh, when you have these long approaches or, uh, you know, just lots of uphill and then and then kind of punctuated by sometimes terror, but mostly not, it seems like. I mean, depends on maybe for you more because you go a little more adventurous places than, than I would tend to go. But when the views open up or for me, I'm often going and interested in finding the plants, different flowers and those sorts of things. So there I've found places. It's always a little exciting for me to find something that I haven't seen before or that I've only seen rarely. And go, oh, that's new. And just to explore, I realized recently, well, a couple of years ago when I was on Bear Mountain and I was sitting up there and it was the route I don't go up as often from Pole 41, kind of the Silver Bay side of the mountain going up. And I was kind of looking over to the to the side, which would be kind of the Bear Cove side, uh, looking up Silver Bay and realized, oh, I've never been over there, but I just even that large slope I'd like to explore over there. And I was like, oh, that's that's why I don't travel very much. It's because... Anytime I go somewhere, I want to go back and I want to go back in different seasons and I want to go back and explore just a little bit further, you know, the the little side trails or the not side trails, the little pockets, the little holes. And anytime I go somewhere new, I keep having that feeling and that's just you can't keep doing that. (laughs) So so I'm less excited about someplace completely new and more excited about exploring the little pockets, which is part of the reason that I've enjoyed, especially the videos that you do from around here, because like, for example, you went up uh, Sugarloaf Mountain. Which right. is you have to get a boat across, and I think you kayaked across, if I remember correctly, yeah, yeah. and um, and just went up. And it's um, I don't the I think other folks that I've heard of going up have gone up from the other side, but you came up from the Silver Bay side, you know, the the Herring Cove side, and and that was another one. I think you were going in. Oh, was it late winter maybe or something anyway there's like rotten snow that you're yeah, totaling through totally <laughs> and all that that pleasantness and that's a you know that's a anytime you go out the road or even just looking that way from town you see that hill there and it's not quite as big and fancy as the you know cross mountains and bear mountains of the world but but it's there uh, but it, and it's not a place that I've been to I don't have a boat and I'm not usually ambitious enough to get a kayak together and get over there and then get up the hill besides so I really enjoyed just being able to see you know your experience of going up there and 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 I I guess I enjoy watching other people suffering a little bit in in you know empathy of course yeah no, of course <laughs> um, it's just like oh yeah yeah <laughs> So those are those are fun. I've I've been enjoying them, and in part for for those reasons. Yeah, I th- and I think that um, I've I've taught like t- like talking to you because you you were actually um, y- you were commenting. Uh, like I feel like you, you were watching almost like every single video I posted, and then had something uh, had a comment you would put out. This is before I ever met you in person, and you just like had all this insight, and you were talking about. Uh, you know, I don't know if you're just talking about like your experience or like what you knew. And I'm like, okay, this guy. And I think I started watching because you you have videos on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Not not like yours, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, lots yeah. of uh, but like just lots just of like nature in- interesting nature captures. Yeah. Yeah. And um, 
So it's been cool to because I feel like I've been talking to a lot more people like yourself who are maybe spending time um, out in the mountains in some of the same areas for sort of completely different purposes. Uh, like, you know, you're hunting, right. <laughs> like you're doing something that makes sense. And then uh, the, it's just interesting that there's this like, like uh, desire and I haven't quite figured it out yet that, you know, that I, my, I personally have is just like try and like get up a mountain and have this adventure where I like am coming back with uh, a pack that's less full and, you know, have and basically burned up my resources out there and now like come back and I'm like, okay, now I need to go to the grocery store and like get, <laughs> get a meal. And, and quite the opposite is true with like a hunter who's going to like be like, okay, I'm going to like go up there and actually do something useful. I'm not going to go to the top of a mountain because what's the point of that? I'm listening to see something, you know, but I'm gonna, like, all, in, a, in a sense, work a lot harder because, you know, you're carrying all this meat out, you're chasing an animal around, which is going to lead you, you know, God knows where. And uh, but we're both like, you know, sort of crossing paths in the in the same mountains. And the the purposes are, I find, to be very, very different. And I'm not saying that in the sense that I don't understand what Hunter's doing. I just think that actually kind of makes more sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm trying to be like, what sort of like existential like crisis or like demons am I trying? Exercise. Why am I? Why am I out here? Because I've definitely talked to some people just kind of scratching their heads, like, "Oh, I've never heard of anyone climbing up that mountain." Are you? You know, what you doing <laughs> you know, up there? I'm like, I, I don't really know. <laughs> I'm just filming a bunch of stuff for some strange reason. Yeah, my reasons are not quite as pragmatic as hunters. Uh, I like to take pictures of plants and stuff, so I'm, you know, that that's kind of my motivation. But it's there's just something about being up there also, and. Yeah, I guess the goat hunters get pretty far up there, but my son is is shifted in his ambitions around hunting the last couple of years, and you don't have to go up high to hunt. I mean, but there's a lot of people that do, and so it's, it seems like it's more than simply just getting. If if it was purely about meat for the table or for the freezer, there's probably easier ways to do it than these, especially early August hunts where you're getting up early and and going going for the bucks up above tree line and and that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, there's a satisfaction that people get about just being in the mountains and whatever it is that's motivating them to get out there. And in your case, it's, it's the being out there and, and the videos. And in my case, it's the being out there in the, in the pictures of, of plants. And I take landscape pictures too, but, but mostly like, like I don't think oh, I need to get up Bear Mountain so I can take a picture of the landscape. Cause right. you know, then you got to be up there for the right light and all of these things that, yeah. you know, you want to have. It's like, if there's nice landscapes to be taken while I'm up there, great. But you know, I need something else. And, do I really need to go look at plants up there? No, but I like to, you know, so it's it's kind of, it's a mix of things. It's But it is interesting, yeah, people being up there for different reasons. And I see people that are carrying tents up there and I'm like, wow, what's wrong with you people? <laughs> carrying all that weight up here? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, on the other hand, they're spending the night. So then they have leisurely time up there, whereas I'm like going up and, and um, often pushing pushing my daylight coming back down and it's not optimal to be coming down in the dark, especially if you don't make a habit of carrying a headlamp. And so a couple of times I've found myself in situations which were okay in the end, but, but yeah, not optimal just because it was getting dark, you know, this time of year, especially it's, it starts to get er dark earlier than you think, especially if the clouds roll in and your, you know, your twilight disappears pretty quickly. Yeah. I just ran into someone the other day as I was, as I was hiking up to, to Bear Lake and they were on their way down with uh, 
goat meat, and they were oh, wow. once they got back to the bottom, they were going to come straight back up. Uh, and I did on my way out. I saw them again. Uh, oh, to get I'm more like, of their yeah, to get the rest of their their cash. And wow. I just was like, and there of course you know there's a. a carrying a rifle and you know had certainly spent the night out there so it's just a lot of gear and i'm just like man i just yeah. so that actually means that you have a similar uh, uh crisis as far as uh <laughs> <laughs> like a, like just a, oh so you're, you're out there just just as you aren't hunting you're also out there just to kind of uh challenge yourself and uh find some uh find some cool imagery with yeah. like plants and well uh, it is funny because like the way that you think about it is like you were just talking about those goat goat hunters and i'm like wow that's hardy folks to go to go up there with their gear get a goat pack some of it down and then got to go right back up again that's like i'm done after one trip up to, yeah. to, to do all that and then go back up again right away i'm like well i'd need to do a little more training for that than than i have been doing so hardy folks that are doing that and even i remember when i was young and people would talk about going skiing or snowboarding around here you're hiking in, you know, it's not Eagle Crest. If you go to Juno, you can get the ski lift up or whatever. And, and so then it, it made more sense to me then, but I'm like, why would you want to go do so much work? <laughs> yeah. Got to carry that stuff up the hill and you got to go up there. And then one summer I was walking back to, I was up at the top of Bear Mountain or some other mountain. And I realized, oh, when people are skiing, they just like, they do this whole ridge line in, five or ten minutes this is going to take me an hour and a half or two hours yeah <laughs> and yeah. and they're having fun doing it i guess i could see the motivation then i mean it seemed like i was framing it as oh this is a lot of extra carrying and a lot of extra work just to go down once and I'm like i'm going up here and not getting to do that <laughs> right and i gotta walk back down it's yeah no, it's definitely i've i've always been uh i've always been impressed with with what I see happening up on, uh, like, you know, Picnic Rock, Rostovia, hmm. uh, in the winter, which is like, you know, a whole family. And uh, they got, like, you know, the parents are skiing, and then there's, like, some kids that are sledding. And I'm just like, man, if you, and, you know, these kids are, like, look like they're in, like, seventh grade or something, or, you know, even younger. And I'm like, if you, like, I remember climbing a sledding hill back when I was growing up, and it was, you know, probably 50 feet vertical. <laughs> you know, this is like, you have a whole family up there. It's like, this is like 25, what is it, 2,500 feet or something? Yeah. They've, they've gone to, like, you know, ski and, and sled, and that's, that is not a, I mean, it's it's a nice trail up there, but, you know, I just think of a kid carrying a sled to go sledding down the sledding hill, like uh, climbing uh, basically half a vertical mile <laughs> like that's like that is an amazing uh that's just amazing to me that that you know some of the the kids growing up here are just like are so tough compared to what what i think of uh, when i think of myself at that age you know but wow. like yeah the skiers out here are just you know especially if you're like going up a uh, bear mountain or you know other other places that don't have uh, legit trails i mean you're you're carrying skis on your back and you're now crawling under logs and your skis are like hitting the branches above you, <laughs> knocking the snow down on your head. I mean, it's it's. I think of it as pretty pretty masochistic, um, yeah. and I, I I do it from time to time. I'm not up there like every day, like I feel some people are, but it is. I'm I'm always impressed with. I mean, I say this in a 
joking sort of way, but it's like a very de- – I call it like desperate. It's like desperate skiing. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I don't feel like that uh, Sitka is known for having this great snow up there. You know, it sometimes it's just like, OK, it's like spring skiing or it's like been rained on and then it, you know, snowed on top of that. And then, you know, there's this like crust underneath and it's just not uh, – it's not something I find too desirable. But then I just – see people on the day I don't bring skis and I'm just hiking up there in the snow and then I see all these people with skis and see kids with their sleds. I'm like, oh man, <laughs> like these people are far more motivated yeah. uh, than myself and I'm always just kind of impressed uh, impressed by them. Yeah, I think the the folks that I saw it was, I was early September, I went up what is sometimes called the dope panic route of uh, to get up behind Verstovia, kind of the arrowhead peak of Verstovia there, not the map arrowhead, but um, and went up there, and there were some folks that came up carrying skis, and this was early September, and their goal had been to ski every month of the year, and so they'd made it every, I think I talked to them later, they didn't end up making it in October, if we get an early snow in October, but there's this little patch of snow just uh, on on the north slope behind the, the Arrowhead <laughs> right. peak there, that if you come around, you can you can get to. And I watched them ski it. <laughs> I don't think it was great skiing, but it was just kind <laughs> right. of on principle. You, yeah. You know. And that was their reason for going up. You know, I think in the end, there's, there's a certain amount of, it's just nice to be up there and we make up excuses to get ourselves up there, you know, to motivate ourselves. And for me, that would not have been motivating because I would just, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like all the branches catching the skis and all that. Just, yeah. I imagine, I mean, Clearly, they figured out how to navigate that and do that all right. And a lot of the routes that, you know, once you know the route, it's not so bad. Every once in a while, trees will fall over or something, shift things around. But a lot of places that people go regularly end up having a decent route if you know what it is. Ideally, somebody's shown you or pointed it out. Otherwise, you get to make it up on your own. <laughs> That's not always <laughs> right. I, I, there was a couple of times when you had videos. Bear Mountain might have been one of them, and I was just like, "Why are you going that way?" <laughs> yeah, I had ways. a lot of, on that Bear Mountain video. There were a lot of people who'd been here like longer than I have, and they're like, "Why in the world is this guy going that way?" And I definitely was just straight up like just storming my way through. Uh, God knows. I mean, it was just like a field, uh, like a field of hate, basically, yeah. just like every <laughs> spiky plant. And I'm just like in, you know, mud and loose rock. And I think there was I think there might. Yeah. Oh, I was. Yeah. And there was snow in there. And so I'm just like literally like one of those things where you just like fall down and you're like laying in like a practically like a briar patch, like with, you know, and the snow is still wet enough that it's soaking you. <laughs> just like laying there with my like legs twisted and like, you know, uh with like uh, you know devil's club like pressing against my head, I was like, I'm just gonna like sit here <laughs> and think about what's what's wrong with me and why I'm up here. And I, I was lost, you know. There's yeah. a better route <laughs> yeah. to take than that, but it definitely makes for a, I think generally a better viewer experience uh, when you know failure is occurring just yeah. right there, uh, right there in front of them, and if they're they don't have to be droop, like they don't really have to be affected by it. They can just point and laugh. It's it's for the audience. That's 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 why you went that way. For yeah, the <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was definitely why I spent time cutting it together and didn't go back and be like, oh, I gotta like I gotta correct this. So I don't look like an idiot. It's like yeah. no, the more the dumber I look, I think the more people want to watch. I, yeah. I, I think you know, I'm still still working on that theory, but well, it's it is. I mean. Having talked to people over the years, one of the things I like doing is just talking to people, especially people that grew up here. You find out they they seem to inevitably have stories about places that they went that were not wise choices. And looking at it now, from my you know, as I'm nearing fifty, that I I would like I wouldn't even dream of going those places. But then maybe twenty five years ago, I might not have 
thought quite that way. <laughs> you know, experience, I suppose, is how you learn to have a little bit of wisdom about routes that you take. And it's been interesting to sort of observe my son and his comments about places that he wants to go or thinks would be a good way to go. And I'm just like, why would you do that to yourself? And, you know, he doesn't have the same experiences as that I do at this point. He'll get some and probably change his mind, but uh, about ways that he prefers to go. Uh, but I, having talked to people, I kind of have come to the thought that any place that you think that you might possibly want to go, almost certainly, if it's even remotely accessible from the road system or, or boating, somebody's already tried it. And an awful lot of places you would never dream of going, somebody's also always uh, already tried. Right. <laughs> and you find yourself in these weird cliffy brush areas and you'll find like weird – like flagging or something you're like who is doing that and why <laughs> yeah exactly like if you if you're out there flagging a trail and that trail winds up being like a just hellish dead end and you turn around you remove the yeah, <laughs> remove your please. flags as you come back yeah the same way because i know i've seen flags out there like like you said and it's just like oh it's so comforting to see the sign that like you know oh there's a there's a flag that means that there's a way out i'm like but is there <laughs> <laughs> and maybe maybe I just wasn't strong enough to continue that route. But. Yeah. Well, that's what I, I after following flags a couple of times and and just being like these one of them dead ended at the like I followed I I felt like I knew where I was going and I and I was fine I could have made my way down but I thought oh these flags are there maybe they knew where they were going so I just followed them. And ended up at the top of a cliff, and that was the last flag that I saw. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And I, you know, I was able to find myself, find my way around. You know, I was just looking for a decent way down. I thought, well, maybe these flags will be. And they weren't. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a problem. I ended up finding a way without any trouble. But I was just like, oh, uh, I guess I shouldn't trust these flags. I think that might not have been the first time that I was sort of trusting flags. And that, well, maybe the person flagging was more lost than you are is, is the thing that you always got to be aware of. Because I think people flag so that they can find their way out yeah, sometimes. Yeah, that's true. And it's not necessarily that they're flagging. I, I used to think that people flag because that was a way that they were – setting up a good route, you know, and so they could refollow the good route. And I think that is true sometimes, but I think probably more often it's people that are just flagging so they can find their way back mm, if they need to. That makes sense. And then you're like, but you almost never go back the way you came if you're doing that sort of thing because you don't want to. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and so then you end up with these flags there. It's the, the, the way people flag is mysterious to me sometimes. I've also been up uh, the middle sister a time somebody had recently flagged it and there was like flags every 10 feet places like there's no there's no other way to go the only way the trail right. can be is right here and there's a bunch of flags and then when you get to a place where you're like not sure where to go not a flag to be found yeah <laughs> like, yeah it's like there's this like the most like well-defined trail you've seen the entire time and then there's just like this like giant flag wrapped around a tree it's like yeah i got it yeah thanks yeah <laughs> no no offense to the people that put flags out there because i appreciate y'all because yeah. i haven't done it yeah yet, it's uh it is interesting i don't know i have mixed feelings about them i don't i don't flag generally speaking but uh, or I don't think I ever have, actually. Um, but I, I am always curious about, like, how are other people interacting in the woods? You know, what are the things that they're doing? There's a little, uh, you know, whimsical thing. Sometimes people make little rocks. Rocks. You'll be up on top of a peak and there will be like a little stack of rocks. And yeah. Like, well, that wind didn't do that. Yeah, that's a sign of a human. I mean, yeah. I guess it's comforting to see those things. I mean, I feel like we're – that's what's interesting. Uh, when you go far enough out there, I feel like – your uh, well, I think your initial uh, my often my initial uh, drive to go out there is to get away from the the, the human things, you know, <laughs> to yeah. get away from from signs of uh, people and you know whatever whatever 
uh, annoyances me. Uh, I'm associating with that at the time, but you know, <laughs> you finally get out there and you're out there for long enough, and you're just lost, or you're, you know, just blazing your own trail, and you finally see a little. A little piece of plastic, uh, you know, ribbon hanging from a tree, and you're just like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, <laughs> "Oh, that that was a human!" Like, you know, I've been following deer tracks, or I've been seeing like, "Oh, there's a there's a sign of a deer, there's a sign of a goat," and then yeah, you say little little stack of rocks. Uh, it's like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, I'm doing something right because someone else did that too, and <laughs> it's uh, it can be uh, oddly comforting once you've uh, only. I mean, in some cases, I feel like I've only been away for a couple hours. I'm yeah. like, "Oh, where's the where's the comfort of a." <laughs> Of the sign of another human being. It is It is kind of funny. I mean, in a lot of your videos are you by yourself, which I guess partly is just like the logistics of the videos. Clearly, it's easy because of the way that you sort of immerse in watching the video. You don't really think about how it's filmed. But every once in a while, I kind of go, wait a minute. In order to film him walking up the hill, that means he had to go up there. He had to set the camera up got to go back down and then walk back up again and then come back down and get it. Yeah. <laughs> so it seems like there's a lot of, you know, just logistics of doing that on your own that might be a little tricky. There is, uh, yeah, I kind of, I started when I first came to Alaska, I was, I was taking pictures of the hikes that I was going on. And I often took pictures kind of how I would shoot videos. Like I'd have like 20 pictures for a hike and I would start by taking a picture of the Sign of the trailhead, you know, and then like something interesting, uh, you know, early in the hike. And then I would just try and show these stages all the way through. And then at one point I just kind of told myself, I'm like, you could do better because you're not really a photographer as much as you're a videographer. And uh, you should just uh, you should start shooting video. And as I started doing that, I think the first the first hikes I was actually filming were just filmed a little like, I guess, compared to how I'm doing them these days they were filmed like a little lazier i guess where i was just like well putting a camera on the ground and then walking back down and then hiking up past the camera and then walking back down to get the camera is completely unacceptable i mean there was a time when i was like there is no way i'm gonna do that that is absolutely absurd and now i do it quite often and then once drones became uh a popular thing and I felt that I had to own one in order to be considered a legitimate in my field um, and I started dragging that up the mountain that became another thing that I had to deal with which is like oh I'm gonna hike back down or I'm gonna put the drone in the air and then like kind of hike as if I'm getting to the summit for the first time sometimes it's honest like I'm actually getting to the summit this is you're seeing me reaching the summit for the very first time and the drone shot is you know the drones flying in towards me is or whoever i'm with as we're getting towards the summit but often i've reached the summit and then i'm like okay i got that on the gopro now i'm gonna go get a different angle hike a little ways down with the drone in the air fly it from another angle it gets pretty annoying i would think for uh if someone was hiking with me yeah and so i i shoot far more conservatively when i'm with other people Unless they're as ambitious as me about, you know, wanting to have a really good video to come out of it. Because um, the camera can be very, um, like, you can be very passive about it. And you could actually get, uh, I guess it's not a, it's it's not like a, it's not like there's a right or wrong way of going about it. But I always used to shoot very passively, documentary-esque. Like, I'm not going to say a word. I'm just going to document what happens. But, you know, over the years, just working in, like, TV and stuff, it just, you get uh, often a better product if you can just slow things down a bit. Like, hey, 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 folks, before we 
you know, get to this next step. Like, let's uh, let's let me just put some new batteries in. Let me get ahead of you, you know. And as you start kind of playing with that a little bit, um, you can create videos that are a little more uh, feel a little more uh, deliberate, and uh, maybe you know, you could say feel less authentic, but certainly. Uh, as far as feel more highly produced, which is always what I'm going to lean towards. So when you only have yourself to annoy, um, <laughs> which I do quite a bit as I'm up there, you know, it just depends on the day. But if I'm like, hey, man, I, I hiked all the way up here. Um, you know, I've been waiting for weather windows forever. I dragged a drone. I dragged a, you know, a GoPro and eight batteries for it or whatever it is. And, you know, I've taken the time. I might as well do how I think of it as I'm trying to uh, – Honor my viewers by – like if you're asking someone to sit there and watch something, take their time to do it. I just feel that you really should be uh, showing them some respect by trying to by trying to put effort into what you are asking them to sit there and watch. So that's where I you know, just kind of kept pushing it with the drone and pushing it with the uh, – I mean it's not pushing it that far. But still, if you're hiking up and then hiking down and hiking back up yeah. or like going – doing something dangerous <laughs> twice and just so you can get a second angle of it, like that's for the viewer. And I kind of, I kind of enjoy that. Um, and I think, but it didn't start that way. It just sort of evolved into that. And yeah, it, it really shows when, when I'm hiking alone. And if you see me hiking with other people, depending on who they are, <laughs> depending on how well I know them and how tolerant I think they might be, you're going to see a little bit less of that, uh, overly produced, uh, hiking video. <laughs> yeah. Well, I suppose it goes back a little bit to like what we do to communicate, uh, an experience and, in some ways, it's less real, but maybe more real in another way. In that, it's it's closer to communicating something, uh, you know, that that you experienced in a way that that because the video, yeah, it would be most people would just be like bored to tears watching a real time. Like you just put a GoPro on your helmet and and like see the real time hike. Yeah, <laughs> not too many people are going to sit through that. They won't get that. Ex- even if at some level that's more real, it's less likely to actually communicate what it is yeah. the experience was like. So Yeah, totally. And I, I think that that's another uh, another thing that I try and uh well I mean, it's just kind of what happened uh organically is that I as I um was filming these videos and, you know, taking pictures initially, you know, just of the beauty of Alaska, it was always I was always just trying to like I always joke, I was like, oh I was just trying to like scare my mother or like impress my yeah. friends or whatever. I'm trying to like take this uh, place I'm at and and show it off to it never was thinking of a broader audience it was just like I was initially like just sending before I was even on social media just like emails with pictures you know and that just kind of evolved into like oh I want to like you know I might as well be sharing these like with with everyone and but initially and I think still that like core idea is that I'm not uh, creating videos for people who necessarily hike or people who are necessarily outdoorsy. I mean, that's not what I'm thinking of. Um, I'm not like creating videos. They don't have a lot of information in them. Like it's not a how to get up Bear Mountain. It's not a here's like no how not to maybe yeah yeah maybe how not to yeah if anything how not to uh, but yeah I'm not like you know I don't have like lists of this is what I'm packing or you know yeah. I, I touch on that a little bit here and there but for the most part it's just I am just thinking of like someone sitting in a in a cube farm. Uh, you know, not, I mean, I don't know where they are. It doesn't matter, but like not, not in Alaska is how I think of it. And how can I, how can I, 
how can I create something? Because they're, you know, I'm just thinking of someone who may will never come out here and hike. How could I? How could I share that experience with them? And the, the idea is to make it entertaining as possible. And it's not to just like make it for like, oh, this is for a, this is just for like the inside group of hikers. You know, this is just for a narrow audience of like people who geek out on on like hiking information. I want it to be like I want grandma you know to be able to watch it and for it not to be boring and for it to be able to i, I think that's i think that's for me when i think of a fit like watching a, a film that i think of as successful it's when i'm watching a movie that gets me really interested in figure skating mm-hmm. i'm not into figure skating but that's like a great art form if it has me captivated you know so i just think of like it just so happens that in a lot of ways, hiking is very boring and I'm just doing everything I can to try and make it seem exciting and dynamic and emotional and get people who will have no interest in hiking to watch. So at least that's what I'm trying to do. I yeah, don't know yeah. how, how well I'm succeeding at that, but that's the, that's the motivation. Yeah, I mean, for me, like I am somebody that gets out some, not, not as often necessarily, but the it's interesting and talking to other people just about in fact, I, I was speaking with Rich McClear, who was talking about just like going, taking pictures and posting them on his website, just like walking out from Whale Park or walking through Totem Park here. And the people, he said, there's a lot of folks that are not able to, for whatever reasons, like maybe in the past they could, but they can't anymore get out and see those things. And so like part of what your videos are there for me, I can still get out a lot of places. Some of the places you go, I have no intention of ever going <laughs> <laughs> that's because uh, you're yeah. a sign of intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the places I've been and would like to get back to. And so I find them I, – I like seeing the, the area again. I, I like seeing the area as you're you – know, through your eyes essentially, through the stories that you're telling around there. I enjoy that. And I can imagine there are people who, who have lived here and never gone up those mountains. But they enjoy – like it's still part of here and it's an aspect of here that they – for whatever reasons, haven't been able to and won't be able to experience, but it gives them a little window into part of this place that is meaningful to them. And I think there's an aspect of that for me as well. And then people, you know, that don't live here that are just like getting a little bit of a window into into this place. And the scenery is, I, I think you, on a recent social media, uh, Instagram post, I guess you had a picture of yourself. I, well, clearly a drone shot with you on a little summit looking back over um Bear Lake, you know, and some comment to the effect of, you know, we, we live in, in a pretty amazing, beautiful place. And and that's that's true. Uh, it, but it is that said, you know, when you live in that place and you see it all the time, people are like, well, it must be easy to take pictures here. I'm like, you know, there's only so many times you want to take pictures of the same mountain. You know, it's, it's like right. the light changes. The nice thing about being here is you get to experience it all the time. But then you get to see it at different times. You see the different lights, see the different perspectives. And, of course, everybody has their own experience. So for folks like, I'll just speak for myself, getting to see your sort of view of it, your experience of it, your your uh, your trip up to the, to the, I don't know, the right sister is what I call it because it's not quite south or east. But right. uh, <laughs> the one on the right there, and, you know, you got to go up behind Indian River. Well, there's a couple ways you could go, but, but Indian River Falls and then kind of go up there. And then there's this wretched brush field that you got to get through and then, yeah. then kind of get out on the ridge and the ridge isn't so bad until you get near the summit and then uh you know i'd heard about it before i'd never gone up that way but then seeing you're like this is really pretty crumbly you know just all little fractured stuff that's yeah. just rolling off as you're trying to walk on it uh and that's the 
ridge line uh you know it's it's uh it's fun to see you experiencing it and and have some you know in my case empathetic because i've been in those sorts of brush fields that are just yeah like, yeah what is it uh field of hate i think is the is the term that you use <laughs> yeah it seems like it belongs yeah. seems like it's a, one of the one of the outer rings of hell maybe yeah i don't yeah. know i mean yeah, it's a bit extreme but <laughs> yeah they're not it's like there must be a route through this <laughs> somewhere the bears go the deer go yeah somehow but i didn't find it so yeah no i i and i think that uh it's it is cool to um and it's cool to just like chat with you, like someone who's uh, been out there and just kind of uh, you're doing it with, uh, you know, I'd say just everyone, you know, is going to be out there with slightly different intentions. You know, I mean, I do talk to people who are like, I want to get to the top of the summit. Right. And like, yeah. But um, it's it's cool to. Um, yeah, it's cool. Like I said, even with like talking with the with the hunters, which I now know you are not. <laughs> but uh, uh, but like for yourself, you know, like where you'll go on try and you know climb up something to take a picture of a of a plant, which is, uh, I mean, it that it, seems a little crazy when you put it that way. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, but yeah, so I, but uh, you know, it's it still seems less crazy than just to like stand on top of something for no apparent reason that scares the heck out of you, and all you want to do is get down the second you're up there. But I just I like hearing people's different motivations uh for getting out there because to me again this is just my like being uh like i think it's just some kid from the the midwest like i think it's absolutely hellish and brutal out there it's like why why am i doing this to myself and that makes me wonder why why you know matt is doing that to, <laughs> to himself and then i'm like oh yeah why are these other people doing it? like why is anyone out here at all and i just i find that i find it i find it awesome because i think that i think that people are you know they're capable of so much i think we're all capable of so much more than we're actually doing it doesn't mean that we have to subject ourselves to like torture and i'm not saying that <laughs> climbing a mountain is necessarily torture but it is kind of cool to see people just out of their own volition just removing themselves from the you know the luxury and ease and and comfort of you know town and society in general and then just going out there going feral you know and being out amongst uh these uh you know mountains that are very steep on this terrain that's just slippery and for the most part i think of like undesirable as far as like being there and then there's animals there's you know there's bears there's there's horrible weather. There's just all sorts of deterrence. Um, getting everybody excited about going. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's not always like that. The sun shines sometimes. And there are great trails. Take a trail work. And so then you get, get sunburned you when it's sunny. It's too hot. Yeah, that's the funny thing for me. It's like the sun's out and you're on those ridges and it just is like it feels so hot. <laughs> I know. It's like what is what has happened to me? I've never had such a unhealthy relationship. I think like with weather, with the sun, and with uh, just uh, yeah, like you said, it gets a little little warm out here. It's like oh my gosh, it's so it's so muggy. Like all right, I'm getting a sunburn. I don't even own sun lotion. <laughs> like it's like what has happened to me? I've, I've yeah. lived on Baranoff Island far too long. Yeah. Well, it's compelling. You know, there's so much place to exp- space to explore. People are like oh, you don't travel, and I do travel a little bit, but not very much. And for me, I'm just like there's so many places just on Baranoff Island that I'm never going to get to that I'd like to. And when I think about going places, for me at least. I I tend to be much more focused on that. And it's been fun to see the places that you've gotten to. And there's some other folks that are having some adventures and posting in other places. I always enjoy one of my, my hobbies is, is uh, 
when I see pictures come up on social media and, and I'm like, okay, do I recognize those mountains? Can I figure out where they were? <laughs> you know, even if sometimes I can without having been there because I've recognized the peaks from a distance, you know, I've seen them from a distance. They're up closer. Other times there are places that are unfamiliar with me completely and I'm not sure where they were, but, uh, most of the ones around town, the mountains, you know, the shapes are pretty distinctive. You're, yeah. And you're, you're pretty good at that. I definitely noticed from just like I said, you were, you were someone who was like, it seemed like we're commenting a, uh, on almost every video I posted. Yeah. You know, I would learn something from you uh, just about every comment. I mean, you caught every little, every little thing uh, that was going on. Like you were, you were really reading those uh, videos and familiar with the train, and then uh, you know. Well, it's like those little Easter eggs that that I don't. It doesn't seem like you've been putting them in. If oh, you have. I've been getting lazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they were a lot more work, but but for whatever reason, it was like I would watch the videos. Usually, the first time I actually watch them on double speed, but then when I realized there's Easter eggs, I'd go back and I'd slow it down. <laughs> I'd watch it at the normal speed and, and look for them. I should start so, putting those back yeah. in there. Yeah, I was just like putting little texts, little hiding little things in there because yeah. I thought it was. I don't know. Why not? It's whimsical is kind of the way that I – that's the word I like to use is whimsy and, and I appreciate whimsy in its, in its various forms. Yeah, so. you, you, but you – I think you were you, – there's a few people who were just like finding every Easter yeah. egg and that brought such delight to me that I would like hide some little text or some little shape behind like a log or something and then just to know that people are watching those videos so closely that they actually found them. Like when I would – you know, when I'd get like – when I'd see that in the messages, I'd be like, oh my god. Somebody's like that just that, makes yeah. me so happy in like almost an unhealthy way. <laughs> I'm like, why? Why is that doing it for me? Yeah. You know. Um, but that was it. Was really cool that uh, that people were watching that closely. And yeah, you're uh, you're definitely. Uh, I mean, that's just the cool thing about social media in general. In, in this particular case, is that you can like post a video like that, and like you said, without me going now i'm not going to go up there like uh, a bunch of different seasons just to see the mountain under a different light uh you know it sounds and that's like something you do but like i kind of appreciate that uh that um you know you kind of describing uh, what you do as that because as you as you post these videos and you start to you know and people are watching who've lived here a lot longer than me and who have maybe were out there hunting when they were like a lot younger or just, uh, you know, doing whatever up there. Like I start to hear all their little stories and get their perspectives on the same, on the same, uh, on the same mountain, you know? And I just think that's, uh, it's been a really cool way to, uh, connect with people in this community because I'm not, uh, I'm not the most social butterfly, I guess. Yeah. So like, that's just like a, a throw a video out there and then if people, uh, reach out and you know we're talking about the same topic kind of like this conversation now um it's just a it's kind of a cool way to have this uh shared experience um with uh with with others who i don't really know that well but have have uh, suffered the same uh <laughs> the same exposure or <laughs> suffered the the same struggles out there in the uh, in the wilds of uh of Baranoff. yeah there's there's little i like more than talking about this place and getting out and exploring and in, in the various ways and so yeah i appreciate your willingness to come visit with me anything else you'd like to mention before we wrap up here um, no, I think that's, uh, it was a joy talking to you. I, I know, uh, it took you, it took you a second to get me to, <laughs> to get me to agree to this. I, I think it was, uh, I think we've been talking a few years and finally, uh, finally made it happen. So I appreciate your persistence and I appreciate the opportunity and taking the time to, uh, to have a conversation with me. Yeah. Well, thanks. And yeah, if folks want to catch your videos, um, Starling Birch on YouTube and, and I guess you also post little shorts on Instagram and Facebook from time to time as well. That's correct. All right. Well, thanks. 
You've been listening to a conversation I recorded this past week with Starling Birch. I definitely recommend checking out his YouTube page for the videos he's made of hiking and climbing around Sitka and elsewhere in Alaska and the United States as well. I want to thank him for taking some time to visit with me and thank you for joining me here on the Sitka Nature Show this week. As always, I'd love to hear what you're seeing out there. Please feel free to send me an email, sitkanature at gmail.com, or you can get on Facebook and like the Sitka Nature page there. Until next time, this has been Matt on the Sitka Nature Show, KCAW, Sitka.